The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the Real News Communications Network. Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting-edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone. Welcome to Episode 7. This is Debbie, your host on Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. We meet each week to talk about all things business and quality of life. Please follow us on Facebook. And if you're listening on iTunes, please take a moment and write a review. Your reviews help us with our search rankings. Now, today we're talking all about Facebook in our Go Giver segment. I have a very special Facebook expert joining us after the break, so make sure you listen in then as well. But if you haven't figured it out by now, I think you've probably noticed that Facebook isn't going away. My philosophy is, especially with any of these social media platforms that have proven the test of time that it's here to stay, or at least it's here to stay for a while, don't fight it go ahead and embrace it. I'll share a few statistics that are pretty surprising if you haven't been paying attention. Worldwide, there are over 1.5 billion monthly active Facebook users and compared to Twitter, which only has 280 million, and it also compares with Instagram, which only has 200 million. Of course, I say only 200 million. That's a lot of people actively engaged. And when I say 1.5 billion, that's 1.5 billion monthly active Facebook users. Statistically, Facebook is just too big to ignore. So if you're in business, there's no point in ignoring it. It's here for a while. There are 4.5 billion likes generated every single day on Facebook. That's every day. Over a billion people log into Facebook every single day. I mean, that has become people's daily habit. Ten years ago, it wasn't our daily habit. And now, a billion people every single day log in. Nearly 30% of users on Facebook are ages 25 to 34. The highest traffic occurs midweek from somewhere between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. And the average American spends 40 minutes a day on Facebook as compared to about 17 minutes a day on Twitter and 21 minutes a day on Instagram. Those are some pretty hefty statistics. It's become a priority. It's become a way of life. People are spending time on that platform. They're looking around. Advertisements are grabbing their attention. It's here. Embrace it. It's not going away. Just a few more statistics. 71% of online adults are using Facebook. 23% of online adults are using Twitter. 71% to 23%. That's a huge gap. And then Instagram has about 26% of the online adults. Pinterest has 28%. And LinkedIn has 28%. Now, these statistics were taken back in September of 2014, so I would imagine it's grown since then. Have I convinced you yet? <laughs> Have I convinced you? It is not going away. So we do need to learn how to use it wisely because it can be a tool, it can be a weapon, or it can be detrimental to you and your business. So here's just a few practical things to guide you through Facebook, especially if you're using it in business. First of all, make sure you clearly understand the difference. This seems so basic, but a lot of people don't get this yet between a Facebook profile and a Facebook fan page. Many of us started our profile years ago and use our personal Facebook profile for business. And when Facebook realized people were doing that, that's when they started offering for you to make business pages. And so do your best to shift your business towards a business fan page as opposed to having everyone come to your personal profile page 
The difference is when you log in, personal profiles have friends. And then business fan pages have people who join or like their page in order to participate. So think about personal profile is just you personally. That's you personally. That is where you can post pictures of your grandbaby and funny things your cat does or, you know, going out on your boat or checking in at your favorite restaurants. That's where you tend to post things personally. And it's not so much for business, although a lot of people are using it for business because they started out accepting business colleagues as friends on their personal profile. Make sure you know who you have friended and determine if you should be using it for business, your personal profile, or if it's time you shift and build a business page or a, uh, a speaker's page or, um, you know, your business page can be a person. It doesn't have to be a business or a storefront of some kind. But if you're using it for business and you're accepting friendships from colleagues, you either have to change your strategy if you've been using it also as a personal page to, grow, uh, to post all kinds of personal things. You've got to either change your strategy or move those people to a business page where you can be all business. And of course, we'll hear from our expert guest next what I mean by all business, because that doesn't mean you post on your business page, oh, I got this special offer. Hey, I've got this coupon. Hey, I've got a good deal. Hey, buy this, buy that, buy this, buy that. People will disappear from your pages if that's all you do. So our expert guest, Lori Fickling, will share some insights on that as well. But these are just some practical things for how you approach your uh, Facebook and how you use it in business. With your personal profile, there's actually a limit as to how many, and I do air quotes, friends you can have friended on your personal profile. And that's because it was never intended to have thousands and thousands or hundreds of thousands of friends. Because again, think of your personal profile as supposed to be your personal network. That would be family and friends. And most of us don't have thousands of family and friends. So there is a limit. If you are a celebrity, if you know that you have a platform where possibly hundreds of thousands of people will be interested in your Facebook page, then you definitely need to move away from your personal profile, stop accepting friendships from people you don't know, and build that business fan page. A good example is Cleaning for a Reason, my nonprofit. We have our own business fan page. It's The category is nonprofit, and we have over 200,000 fans of that page that would never be allowed if it were a personal profile and I believe of course Facebook keeps changing the rules so you never know from one year to the next what's different but I think at this time your personal profile cap for how many people you can accept would be about 5,000 I have 1,500 and many of those are business colleagues on my personal profile because I started accepting business uh, request to be friended years ago before I understood the difference between a business page. And it's very hard to shift. Um, there are ways, there are strategies to shift. I could simply send an invitation to each one of those 1,500 people and ask them to please like my business page, which would be a personality page. It would be a Debbie Sardone business page. But I haven't done that yet because that's a little labor intense, is inviting those probably 1,400 people that I would like to shift to my business page and then just keep some close family and friends on my personal profile. And then because many people are using their personal profile for business and they're accepting uh, friend requests from people they don't know, there are a lot of things you have to beware, which is why I like using a business page because you can limit what people see on your business page, even in terms of your address, your phone number, your, your email, and so forth, which you can do on your profile. You have to be very strategic and do it. But you also have to remember not to post, like for most of us, I hop on a plane, I'm heading to Orlando for a conference, I'm posting that I'm heading out of town and I'm excited about the upcoming conference. If you're accepting all kinds of friend requests from people you do not know, then you're, it's almost like you're publicizing to the world every time you leave your house. And so there's a safety concern there. If you are accepting friendships from people you don't know and you're posting 
that you're going out for dinner or you're going out of town, you've got strangers who know uh, where you're going and probably how long you'll be. And then because you're a go-giver, make sure your philosophy while using your business pages and your personal pages if you're using it for business is to be a giver, not a taker. Be a giver, not a taker. So many people on Facebook look narcissistic. It's all about them. It's a million selfies. It's me, me, me. It's look at me. Look at me again. Look at me again and again. If you come across as a narcissist, you will alienate people you would never have alienated before because of your Facebook page. So be careful. Be a giver. Go out and comment, compliment people, like their page, like their post. Don't just let everyone do all the liking and the commenting on your page and your post. We all know people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And I've actually turned kind of a, a sour attitude towards people that I've learned too much about them on Facebook. People I had a lot of respect for in the business community. People that I would never have known so much personal information about them had I not seen all the posts that they put on Facebook. So be careful. Be a giver, not a taker. If you're always giving or you're working really hard to have a, a giving mentality with your Facebook page, then it's going to be real hard for you to look selfish, narcissistic, and silly. So be a giver, not a taker. Coming up next on Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, you'll hear from social media expert Lori Fickling. She's been handling the social media for three of my businesses for several years. So don't go away. You're in for a real treat. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. The Center for Animal Research and Education is a nonprofit providing a permanent home to over 50 abused and abandoned big cats in DFW. Come out for a tour and meet our amazing lions, tigers, and leopards. For more information, go to carerescuetexas.com. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safe around pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. We are back and we are talking about Facebook today. Since 42% of marketers report that Facebook is either critical or important to their business, I've asked expert social media marketer Lori Fickling to join us today. Lori, welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. Thanks, Debbie. It's great to be here. Well, among other things, Lori is the owner of iTrends Communications, a social media marketing company. She's an expert in her field, and she's actually helped us with three of our businesses' social media and uh, offers those done-for-you services. So, Lori, do we still need to focus specifically on Facebook? Because I know there are so many other popular's, uh, popular platforms that are coming out. Um and the rules keep changing in Facebook. Is that what we should be focusing on? That's a great question, Debbie. I always tell everyone, if you are entering the social media world, start with the big player. And Facebook is still the big player. You're, the demographics are changing, but Facebook is where people are. Young the young population has kind of migrated away from that, but Facebook is still king. And I think it's a great place to start when you're dipping your toe into the social media world, which I hope everyone is, by the way. It's time if you're not already. It definitely is. In our previous segment, I basically said it's not going away. It's time mm. to embrace it Absolutely. instead of ignoring it. And I agree. It's such a big platform and so many people know how to use it. It's a little bit easier to get help nowadays. All you have to do is ask an 11-year-old. <laughs> that is the truth. Although they may send you to something uh, like Snapchat or something like yeah. that. But yeah, I guess <laughs> They might say, oh, no, nobody's on Facebook. Right. But according to statistics, they everyone's they on are, Facebook. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So what actually makes a good Facebook user? 
the first thing people need to understand when they get on Facebook is it's not a passive uh, occurrence. You have you have got to concentrate your efforts on this form of marketing. That means get on there daily, watch what people are saying, get a feel for the audience. Um, a good Facebook user doesn't just expect people to like what they're posting. They also return the favor. Um, you like and comment and you really help people boost what they're putting out there as far as content goes. But even even individually, it's a great place to connect with friends. I mean, how many of us have found high school friends, um, you know, dec from decades ago that now are uh, you consider a supporter and a, and a friend and you wouldn't mind asking them to like your business page for instance well and and it's called social media for a reason yes. it's not supposed to be passive it's exactly. not social advertising yes it's social media and we're supposed to be engaging and talking with people and responding yes. to them and responding to what they post yes and it's I, I see people all the time who want to just get on there and, and observe but it's really um it's really not for that you it's Okay, observe for a week, but jump in there. You know, it's right. it's a it's a great place to connect with people and build those relationships. This is a relationship um, place to be. Yeah, it is all about relationships, yes. and and more and more we're learning from expert marketers that when in business, if you're going to sell and if you're going to succeed, it's all about the relationships. People buy from people they know. They'll even pay more for something if mm -hmm. they know the person and they trust that person and they like that person. Yes, and if you have referred somebody, I'm more likely to use them and to do business with them than if they just marketed directly to me, which exactly. they are doing also. But the fact that you said it holds way more credibility. Absolutely. So how often should we jump out there and post? <laughs> if we're going to engage, well, what's overposting or underposting? So you've seen the people who post 10 things at a time and flood the flood your newsfeed, and that can be annoying. But um, since people are on Facebook multiple times a day, I would say post every day. Post something every day, but at the very least, three times a week. If you are not prepared to be on Facebook at least three times a week, you're you're dropping way down the rank and people will not see what you're doing. Got it. So Facebook makes sure that your posts aren't seen because you're not very active and no they one's want people engaged. active. And no one's engaged with you, so they will bury your content. Exactly. So that kind of brings me to another question that I have. Is the number of followers still important? When you're starting a Facebook page, of course, you have to build that fan base initially. And there are many, many, many ways to get that done free of charge. Um, but once you get the your base built, what you really want to focus on is engagement. And there are, Facebook is really great about putting out um, statistics on engagement. And for one thing, that's why you need a business page because you because of the insights, the analytics, the analytics that they give you. And and you will know how often people are engaged with you and you reciprocate that as well. Exactly. So how do I get my audience that's that's following my page to see my posts if Facebook is controlling a lot of that? Well, there are some there are some good ways to do it. First, you want to invite your friends to be engaged with you. So they're connected with you um, on a friend level. These are people you go to church with or like I said, went to high school with or um, see in your work day if they like you they will support you so invite them to like your business page first first of all and and um there's some things you can do on your business page to increase that engagement there's a call to action button at the top of the page which I'm, i know you know about but i really love um statistics say that 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 increases um the 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 response the, yeah the response the conversion rate that's the word i'm looking for the conversion rate about two and a half times Wow. Just having a call to action button right at the top of your page, right so there. So, give us an photos. example of a good call to action. Well, um, on Facebook, um, florist shop now. You know, Got florist it. can be done Make online. Shop yeah. now. You click right here. Here's our web page. Get that order in. It's instant. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because. It's a lot of work to go and visit somebody's Facebook page, and then you've got to go find their website. That is a little bit yeah. annoying, you just actually. Had this, I'm looking <laughs> at your Facebook page, and I'm looking at your flowers and your posts. I should be able to just click and shop now. Right then. Yeah. Exactly. And you don't want to have to dig. Once people have to dig, you've lost them. Right. Their attention spans are pretty short these they days. Are, and indeed. they will move on. That's a really good point. Yeah. An act now or a or a 
buy now or a shop now or yes. download this ebook now. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you have to be engaged. You know, we talked about engagement. You you need to use Facebook as your business and engage with other businesses as well. So you can um, or engage with other people as your business. Right. So exactly. You have two presences, but they're all your brand. Well, you know, I do a lot of business consulting and training with cleaning business owners all over the world. And they'll spend time on their Facebook. They'll be posting and, and engaging. And then I'll look at their fans on their Facebook, and it's less than 100. So clearly they're not talking to very many people. Correct. Is there a strategy for getting more followers? Connect with your email contacts. Get more followers. These are people who know you. They do business with you every day. Connect with them. through. Facebook has a way of getting those connect build your audience there's yeah. a build your audience section connect with your email contacts and connect with the friends on your personal page that's the easiest quickest way to do it and it's free you're not it paying is free for, that is paying correct for likes. that is correct so you would send an email out as you Same. would normally do let's say you do a weekly or a monthly newsletter and somewhere in the email you would invite them to please connect always on Facebook. always have the facebook button on your website have it in all of your email correspondence and give people every opportunity to find you on Facebook. Wow. Those are really very helpful hints. We are with Lori Fickling, a social media expert with iTrends Communication. She's answering our questions today about Facebook, helping us in business. Lori, I, you know, Facebook and other social platforms can be quite confusing. And you know what they say, uh, Activity doesn't necessarily equal results. So how do we get better results on Facebook if we're using it for business? That's a great question also. Um, the, what you need to do is decide what you want your personality to be. What do you want your Facebook personality to be? Um, obviously, you're not going to use it to state your political views or your religious affiliations, but you may want to be educational. You may want to be inspirational. You may want to be funny. Or you may want to be a combination of all of those. If you put great content out there, people will gravitate to it. I like to, uh, we talk about free ways to get people to follow us free, but I like to take a boost and uh, a post and boost it for like $5 every now and then just to remind people, hey, I'm here, and they connect with you and they get back to seeing what you're doing. Oh, very but good point. Good content is important. If you're, if there's nothing, if there's no reason for people to come to your page, they won't. So in other words, it shouldn't be, here's another coupon, here's another deal, <laughs> Right. here, this is on sale, come buy it. Right. Give us some example then of content that you're not selling, but people like it enough to share it or comment. You know what gets the best results that I've found is funny things. People love to laugh, and yeah. they love to laugh at themselves and um, at situations that, you know, are are humorous and so when we put those out we get great results on that on the and that's more content. likely to be something I share no matter whose exactly page it is if exactly. it's hilarious I'm going to share it exactly and of course like you said before find your voice find your personality and make sure you have defined that first yes before you start putting the funny things out there before right. you start you know, if you if you have an edgy personality and that fits your business, maybe you sell Harley motorcycles right. or whatever, then, yeah, you can put some edgy comic things out there. But if you're kind of the homemaker's version of, you know, the Martha Stewart or the cleaning tips or the recipes and things, you want to be careful that your your comedic postings don't offend or exactly. aren't too edgy exactly. and make half of your audience mad. And really only about 20% of your posts should be self-promoting. Really, um, the other 80%, just be there and give people something that they care about. Give, give information. Give, give information. Yes. Don't be out there always taking, taking, right. taking. Right. Yeah, that really makes sense. I have seen some of the best uh, Facebook pages to where you you know they they did stay true to their theme and their personality and their voice but their posts were so varied and i think of our nonprofit cleaning mm -hmm. for a reason i use that as example all over the country when i do consulting to these maid services go and look at the posts that they post if you want to learn some great strategies they sprinkle in recipes mm -hmm. they sprinkle in informational 
uh, posts about their foundation. And then they'll post an inspiring statement. And then, of course, they'll post something funny. Right. So it's such a great variety. It is a great mix. You it is. You never get bored. It is. And the audience is huge as a result. It's a huge audience. And they love the posts so much, they're always sharing them. Which is what you want, ultimately. You want people to like your content so much that they share that with their friends. Well, don't go away because we have more to ask you about that. That was Lori Fickling of iTrends Communications. If you'd like to learn more about how you can get in touch with Lori, visit our Facebook page, Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. If you've enjoyed our show today, please subscribe on iTunes and go in and leave us a review. More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. Like a king without a castle, like a queen without a throne. For America's wounded warriors, coming home can be a battle in itself. The USO provides ways for all of us to support our wounded warriors. Join us. Visit USO.org to learn how you can make a difference in their lives. Grandma, read me a story, please. It breaks my heart to tell my granddaughter no, but I had to give up books last year because of age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. It's a blinding disease that stole my vision and independence. I wish I had seen my eye doctor sooner because early detection is key to saving your sight. I urge you to call the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on preventing and managing AMD. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. We're back, and you're listening to the Real News Communications Network. I'm Debbie, your host of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. Folks, Facebook is here to stay, and today we're talking to social media strategist and expert Lori Fickling of iTrends Communications. Lori, Thanks so much for doing another segment with us. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me stay. I love talking about this. I do too, and I love just gleaning your wisdom. Now, with all the chatter and the likes and the comments and the shares, it's easy to forget that in business, we should never confuse activities with results, as we talked about earlier in the segment. So... First of all, obviously, we want to be effective. We want Facebook to be good for our business. Is Facebook good for business-to-business marketing? I know we're talking to individuals all the time on Facebook, but what about business-to-business? It really is. It's one of my favorite things is connecting with other businesses as a business. The, The tagging option that Facebook gives you allows you to immediately get the attention of another business. And it might be a business you already do business with, It might be a business you want to get the attention of. So when you tag them, they will see it. And often, I see this happen all the time, they will repost on their page, share it on their page, respond to you. It's a wonderful way to connect. Now, those of us who are Facebook challenged, tell us what you mean by tagging another business. Okay, so um, I'll um, I'll use a gem as an example. A fitness gym. A fitness, a fitness place, yes. So they want to focus on healthy li- lifestyles. Healthy eating falls in that category. They may post um, a little tip, and they might tag a local eatery that specializes in healthy foods. And that's a great way to connect. Even I've seen them do it even when they don't know the business yet, and then they make a great connection because they immediately get the attention of them, but they promote that business to their audience, and they're likely to get that and their return. audience is going to see your post because that business was tagged. They they're tagged and if they let it on their page. Now some people have their settings differently, yes, but they restrict. 9 times out of 10, they will let that onto their page because exactly. it's a promotion. It is. Free it's, promotion it's for themselves. One business promoting another. Absolutely. And do you have to have already gone in and liked the page of that business before the tag will actually work? That's a great point. You need to go in as your business and like all the businesses you're interested in. Go ahead and become a fan of theirs. So that when you tag them, it will pull them up. But you don't have to. I've tagged businesses that I wasn't that you necessarily, didn't necessarily like to. their page. Right. Got right. it. And, and, and we mean technically and like. <laughs> exactly. And you know, when you are um, typing up individual's name and your friend's names pop up and you can tag them easily, on Facebook, you have to hit that at symbol. And then when you hit the at symbol and start typing a business name, then you'll 
that will pop up. Then for it you. will automatically Automate populate. populate. So exactly. it's that little A with the circle mm-hmm. around it. Yes. You type the app symbol Mm -hmm. and then you start typing the business name of the page and in all likelihood you should have already gone in like yes hopefully yes and that should just organically populate it and you can just click on it and the name will write be right it will we just did some marketing last week we were hosting an event at a business and we tagged them and they put it on their page and i mean it was it was a great promotion all the way around now i am assuming there's some etiquette around tagging another person's business page while you're talking about your business that's a good point if you tag another business make sure it's for a reason make sure you're promoting something they're doing not to say I want you guys to like what I'm doing. Exactly. In other words, you never want to come across as poaching their customers. Never. So if you own a a fast food hamburger restaurant, you wouldn't tag a local taco place and say, if you're hungry and you're not interested in, and then tag that local establishment. This is why businesses don't let every single thing on their page that people tag them in. (laughs) They have a little filter. So in other words, be polite. Be polite, absolutely. People forget that when you're on Facebook, you need to behave just like you would face-to-face in a relationship. Yes. And just like you would never undermine your competitor to his face. (laughs) Some people do it behind (laughs) their back. But the, the rule of thumb is be nice. Be nice to everyone, and it will come back. Yes. Be ugly, try to abuse that platform, or try to stab people in the back, and it, that will also come back. I can't imagine anyone being anything, trying to be anything less than positive. If you if you have a different motive, probably Facebook is not the place for you. Exactly. It's a, there's Facebook etiquette that really should be adhered to. Exactly. Really. And, and really, I think it's the rules of, of the personal relationships. If it's something you would not have the courage to say or do face-to-face mm-hmm. with that other business or business owner, then don't do it on Facebook. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's a good point. Tagging other businesses. Yes. And of course, like you said, go in advance and, and research businesses that are a good fit for cross-promoting, but I wouldn't necessarily tag people that are direct competitors because then they will feel like you are trying to poach their audience. Yeah, I would. I probably would never tag a direct competitor unless you are joining with them to do something like a like a fundraiser, like cleaning for a reason. Oftentimes, I will tag a competitor in my post to say thank you so much at you know mm-hmm. uh, rag mops of Louisville for for helping women with cancer right. and that's perfect if you example want to create good relationships with your competitors yes. without you know crossing over the line where you don't need to be yes so very good point so once you're doing all that tagging and you're putting all this time and effort and you're posting appropriately and all of that how on earth will you know if you're effective so a big mistake people make on Facebook is getting out there, going to the trouble to get a presence, posting some content, and then really never taking the time to find out if what they're doing is effective. So Facebook is wonderful about giving insights. These analytics are buried in a tab called Insights. And they will tell you who sees your post, what time of day they see what you're doing, where they live, what their age group is, their gender you know i mean where they live as in around the world you'll be surprised that there are people probably further than just your backyard um these insights need to be uh, really studied and and that way you can adjust what you're doing accordingly because if you think for instance um you're always kind of posting midday we had this happen with a pediatrician's office so we learned that the people who were viewing their post number one they were young mothers and number two they were looking at this really early kind of right before the kids were going to school so that was kind of the peak audience time but then we also found out they're kind of on it the whole time because you always think there's peaks and valleys so sometimes you'll find a trend that it's it spikes at a time you weren't aware of sometimes you'll find out they're pretty much on there all day so you these are things you need to know so you can't just use the general statistics because your particular audience might be on early morning and late night right whereas some other audiences might usually be on midday midweek and you'll find that out pretty quickly i would say in the beginning it's always safe to do just before work like 8 30 ish and then lunchtime because most people check their facebook pages at lunch and then toward the end of the day not in the and not into the evening so that's a great place to start but then really use that to dig into those analytics. That's a good point. I love the idea of using analytics. When I work with cleaning business owners on helping them uh, with their business, one of the first things we work on is 
What are the numbers in your business? Do you even know what those numbers are? Do you have any idea how many people are calling you? How many people convert to a sale? So analytics are very important to any business. Right, right. Yeah. And, and and not to be ignored. I mean, yeah. really. The data's there. It's, it it's already done. Why not use it? And you're going to a lot of trouble to make your Facebook page look great. So you really want to know what's working. Exactly. So then, obviously, you did bring up something earlier I think is very helpful and that is, let's say you have a fitness gym and it would make sense that your audience is interested in healthy foods right. or healthy living. So how how does a business go and target specific audiences? Because if I maybe I sell healthy foods for a living, I'm really not interested in the audience that's extremely interested in the fast food burger industry. How do you target your audience as a business? You can. Uh, Facebook has now um, implemented paid page likes and paid posts so you can go in and um, if you're paying a post for instance if you want to pay to boost a post you can go in and choose the basically choose the audience you can choose the zip code this or by city or by gender and age group and you can also choose it by interest so you could put in healthy eating healthy lifestyle or, or um, working out or whatever those keywords are fitness. that you want fitness all those things vegan mm -hmm. and yeah. and Facebook will find the people who have those interests in that area that you've targeted now what if you don't really know exactly what interests your audience has maybe you're a startup you know you have let's say for instance a cleaning service mm -hmm. and you know people want a clean house so you've put that in how would you maybe get some ideas do you go to a competitor's website so let's say uh Swiffer or Mr. Clean and, and do you study their uh, Facebook page to get an idea of interest? Facebook does allow you to look at the um, the analytics on competitors pages believe it or not you can choose like companies you can even be specific we've done this specifically before and you can track their um, analytics and see who's liking their pages and who's liking their content and what kind of content they like and really you can and see how it's comparing to what you're doing. So you can get you can an idea of a post they made that got a lot of engagement. Yeah, and you can adjust your yours accordingly to what they're responding to. Got it. So it'll take it takes a little work, but it's really worth it because you when you build that audience that's engaged with you, that's ultimately what you're looking for. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a lot of work and business owners are trying to grow their business. They're trying to do everything. Is that when a service like yours <laughs> would come into play for building a strategy for that business? Is that what iTrends Communications does? It is. And what we do is we take this off the plate of business owners that are really concentrating on running their business and and doing what we do good. <laughs> exactly. You do what you do well and we and we take care of the other things if that's what a business needs. Um it, it keeps you from having to concentrate on it all day, every day. So when someone hires me, I think about their face, Facebook page all the time. Yes. All the time. And that way the <laughs> business owner doesn't have to exactly. think about it all the time. Exactly. Well, I think about we should be doing what we're expert at and let you do what you're expert at. I don't want you cleaning your house. I'd rather <laughs> you help those of us out there with our social media because that's exactly. what you're good at. And cleaning your house is what we're good at. Right. So we make a good team, we don't do we, indeed. Lori? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a clean house and I've got a really clean Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> so, all right then. Um, can you just tell us, because we only have just you know a few seconds left, can you just tell us if there are any other social media platforms that are emerging that we need to at least pay attention to? Yes. Um, it, if you are going um, to choose social media platforms, pick one or two or three that work for you. Don't ignore Pinterest. It's a really uh, hot yes. one at this moment. And Instagram, I love Instagram. Love it, love it, love it. And then connect your Facebook to Twitter. So those those are some big ones you can jump into right now. There's a million others, but concentrate on those if Definitely you're looking to pay, pay attention to those. Mm -hmm. And is Twitter still... Uh, popular it is okay. strangely it so is don't let it go don't let it go just keep but don't say things that aren't worth hearing either exactly <laughs> you know? yeah I I've seen a lot of very boring Twitter posts. yes got it so that was Lori Fickling of iTrends Communications if you'd like to learn more about how you can get in touch with Lori visit our Facebook page cleaning up with Debbie Sardone if you've enjoyed our show today Please subscribe on iTunes so you never miss a single episode. And then please review us on iTunes and that will help our searchability.
More of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone is next on the Real News Communications Network. says green can't be clean. Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. Be part of the movement that is standing up to cancer and get the new Stand Up to Cancer app for iPhone. Visit the App Store or download by texting STAND to 31826 and tell the world who you stand up for. Message and data rates may apply. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Hi, we're back. This is Debbie your host of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And we're wrapping up our Facebook-friendly show today. So for the quality of life segment, I thought I'd share some ways you can tame Facebook and ensure it doesn't interfere with your quality of life and your personal goals. So first of all, as our expert Lori Fickling stated in the previous segment, you do need to define your voice. And this just makes it so much easier when you involve other people to help you build your social media presence. You have to define your voice first. And I'm a firm believer in having meetings with those who are going to help you. Maybe you have um, a professional like iTrends Communications to do your posts. If you haven't defined your voice, then they may end up picking a voice that doesn't suit your business. You have to define it. For example, is your business edgy? Is your business whimsical? Is your business serious? Maybe you're an oncologist or uh, you deal with very serious family matters. You have to find your voice and communicate your voice to the people that will be helping you with your social media. Because if you have a very serious issues related Facebook page, then you want to stress uh, not to be silly or comical, but to be more inspirational and uplifting and serious so make sure you define your voice and make sure once you define your voice that you have meetings with the admins the people that you've allowed to do posting on your behalf you can have a, a teleconference by phone if your admins or your virtual assistants or your social media expert is somewhere not local you can just set up a conference call but make sure you have regular meetings and I also recommend that you don't just find your voice and then let five years go by without having meetings. You can define how frequent you need your meetings, but probably once a month or once a quarter isn't really too often. Sometimes our voice changes. Sometimes, if, especially if you're new in business, your brand may evolve or it may settle into a certain type of voice. Some brands may start out kind of elegant and then end up being a little more whimsical. So make sure you stay in touch. Don't think it's just a one-time meeting and everybody gets it. So plan meetings and stay current. And then next, make sure you have studied your fans. Now we covered this a little bit earlier, but take the time to get to know what people who are interested in your business are interested in. For example, when I work with cleaning business owners around the world to help them with their marketing and their branding, I encourage them to go and study what people who are interested in house cleaning are interested in. And it's generally not cleaning. So sometimes people think, oh, well, my audience is interested in cleaning. Not necessarily. If you own a cleaning service, my guess is your audience is not interested in cleaning. That's why they've hired your service. In fact, in all likelihood, your audience is interested in time management, uh, getting more done in a day. They may be interested in entrepreneurial endeavors or climbing the corporate ladder. Find out what your audience is interested and study them. And of course, you can survey your best clients to find out what their psychographics are. But don't just assume that your audience, let's say you own a cleaning service, is interested in cleaning. That, that may be an incorrect assumption and you're going after the wrong audience. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. But you have to know 
who you're selling to. You have to know who is your ideal client. As a cleaning service, a lot of people will assume that their ideal client is the stay-at-home mom with two little babies. Not necessarily. Oftentimes those stay-at-home moms have a little extra time in their day and maybe a little less budget because they're not able to work outside the home. And so they may have the time to hire and manage a private housekeeper, save a little money on the front end, but have to manage the process and do all the screening themselves. So that may not be your demographics audience. Your specific audience, if you're going to study your fan base, might be the baby boomer who has this discretionable income that is able to uh, come home to a clean house after working all day. And so make sure you know your audience before you spend money boosting posts, spend money trying to uh, pay for advertising that will increase your likes so you're not grabbing the wrong people. Maybe your audience is oftentimes BMW drivers and wine drinkers. So make sure you know who they are before you spend money to get them to find you and build the right audience. And then as a practical tip, after you get so many fans on your business page once you've built it, go out and grab your vanity URL because Facebook will allow you to pick uh, kind of like a, a username that is tagged onto the end of your Facebook URL that goes into a browser. For example, for my maid service, my vanity URL is facebook.com forward slash buckets and bows. For my consulting business, my Facebook URL is facebook.com forward slash Debbie Sardone. If you don't grab your vanity URL, then you're just assigned a string of numbers and characters by Facebook. And what's worse is your competitor could grab your URL, especially if they have a similar name or your vanity URL. So, and if your name is already taken, let's say you have a fairly common name, like uh, for instance, in the cleaning industry, there are a lot of people that call their business uh, made for you or made easy, M-A-I-D, made easy. If you find that it's already taken, then don't get discouraged, just tag something on that makes it local. So maybe it would be made easy DFW or made easy, Minis you know, MN for Minnesota. So you can tag something on it to make sure you grab your company name before somebody else does. And then a lot of times people forget to do this. Grab the code and you can Google and get instructions on how to do this, but grab the HTML code of your Facebook fan page and insert that onto your website. So maybe the home page of your website can have this scrolling section that is constantly populating the newest posts, comments, and pictures, which is really cool because it makes your website look uh, very interactive instead of just static, like a website that never changes. Because if they go to your home page and there's this embedded uh, Facebook code, then they're always seeing something new instead of the same thing every time they visit your site and it appears like you never update a thing. So make sure you use that opportunity to embed code. If you write blogs, grab your code from Facebook and insert that into your blog as well. And of course, an easy way to learn Facebook techniques, especially some of these more advanced techniques, is I go to YouTube to learn anything, YouTube. So you pull up youtube.com and just type in embed Facebook code on website. And there will be you know four or five people giving you uh, instruction via video on how to do these things. Now, one tip, because Facebook changes so much, I mean, it seems like just a few months go by and the training is outdated. It, it, it no longer works because they change things so often. Make sure you, before you invest 30 minutes watching a YouTube instructional video that you look at the date that it was created. I can't tell you how many times I've watched a video to learn how to do something from a technology standpoint, and then I look at the date, and the date is three years old. I don't even waste my time anymore because the technology changes so rapidly. Uh, it, you need something current. So make sure you check the date that the video was published so you don't waste your time watching a video that won't work when you try to um, go straight to your Facebook page and implement what you just learned. So learn from YouTube. So many of these features seem difficult and advanced, but there are simple explanations right there on the internet. And oftentimes the explanations are easier 
on YouTube because you're watching someone do it for you as opposed to just reading about it in the Facebook help dialog box. And then of course, make sure you have a strategy to drive your leads from Facebook to your platforms where you own the data. And this is critical. So many business owners have no idea how important this is. When it comes to Facebook, because it's a free platform, you don't own anything. They own those pages, they own those likes, and they can change it anytime they want. They can kick you out, they can lock you out, they can do whatever they want. You're not paying a subscription, it's free, and they have 100% control. So what's really important as business owners is you don't own those leads if you haven't sent them offline to another platform that you do own. So for example, constantly drive your Facebook audience to please go and join our newsletter list or or join our contest or join our sweepstakes. And the way they do it is they click, they give their name and their email address. Once they do that, you own those clients. It goes into a third party platform. It takes them away from Facebook. Now they don't leave Facebook, but you've captured them in another platform that you own the data. So for instance, we're trying to drive our Facebook fans to sign up with our email list. And we will post a free cleaning contest. We will post deals and offers and just invite them to go click to sign up and subscribe. Do whatever you can to move them to act now and join your, face, your uh, email list. It's very important because I remember, I don't know, a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, when Facebook changed the algorithms with our Facebook page with Cleaning for a Reason. Well, that's 200,000 fans that we have. It, and, and at one point something happened, somebody hacked into our account and they shut our account down till it was resolved. We could not communicate with our 200,000 fans. Now we do have them on email, so we were able to notify them. So make sure you own your content that you've built and your audience and send them to your other platforms. That wraps up our show today. Please follow us on iTunes so you never miss a single episode. And be sure to review us. As you review us on iTunes, our rankings go up. Tell us what you think by commenting on our Facebook page, Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Until next time, keep cleaning up in business and in life. For more information on cleaning up, visit us on Facebook and Twitter or at DebbieSardone.com.